Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Mama Bar. Mama Bar is... Let me tell you what Mama Bar is. <laughs> Mama Bar is a protein bar crafted with essential nutrients for breastfeeders uh, that are convenient without the sugar crash. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in the USA. And uh, But we'll hear more um, from our sponsors later. But these sponsors make this podcast possible. So please head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you need anything. Um, check there and see if you can give your business to any of our sponsors. Um, and while you're there, you can scroll down and you can enter your email address to get episodes sent to your inbox. Um, and now Diane has our review of the week. Yes, this comes from Dee Dee. This is kind of a special one, and I'll tell you why. Um, Dee Dee 2283, she sent us this to us via email. I absolutely love your podcast. I'm studying to become a breastfeeding counselor for Breastfeeding USA, and I feel like everything you two say on your podcast is what's floating around in my brain, plus more things I didn't know and get excited to learn about. I was wondering if you've ever done an episode or could possibly do one in the future about starting to pump too early in the breastfeeding relationship. I see so many women on the internet and various Facebook groups who start pumping as early as a few days postpartum and talk about how they were pumping 10 ounces a session in the beginning and a few weeks later, say in a month or so, they're only pumping three ounces a session. They ask, how can they get their supply back? It just seems so ridiculous for me for women to start pumping so early unless there's a medically sound reason for doing so. And they all seem to fall into this cycle of doubting their supply. Thanks. Love you guys. And this is something we're going to, we'll put it on the list for sure, because we've kind of talked here and there about it, but I don't think we've ever done like an episode about pumping too soon. And I do think that that's an important thing. But one of the reasons why I wanted to do this review is that um, Dana just had a baby yesterday. Oh, my God. So she messaged me yesterday um, and said that she had just had her second baby yesterday. So congratulations. Congratulations. She said the baby was almost born in the car. Oh, my gosh. So must have been pretty intense. That's scary. Said, I know. So she's doing fabulous. They're doing great. And um, I'm really excited for her that she, you know, obviously had one baby. She fell in love with breastfeeding. She's becoming a breastfeeding counselor through Breastfeeding USA, which if you guys don't know what that is and you want to get more into the life of breastfeeding and learn more and become an advocate and become um, like a breastfeeding counselor, Breastfeeding USA is a great way to do that. And then she just had baby number two. So congratulations. And send us reviews, send us your thoughts, your um, suggestions for episodes because we will definitely, you know, keep those because this is we want to know what you guys want to hear about and can be email, Instagram. Um, of course, iTunes really helps the podcast a lot. So if you can put it on iTunes, that's perfect. And that's all I got today for that. Awesome. So today we're talking about nursing in public. Woohoo! We are. This is a hot. Well, it makes us all <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but yeah. Well, people have a lot of opinions about it. You oh know, like you can be a you can nurse in public as long as you're wearing a cover, or you know, you can nurse in public as long as you're in one of those nursing rooms. Which is that public? No, it's not public. <laughs> you can nurse in public, but as long as your child's you know not too old, and as long as you can't see you know whatever. 
all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so everyone has an opinion about it. But honestly, if you're a parent, it, the bottom line is at some point you're going to have to nurse in public because you can't stay in your house the whole time. I mean, you could, but don't do that. And like, that's really hard. At some point, you're going to have to go outside of your house and you're going to have to nurse in public. And most people are a little bit like squeamish about that at first. Maybe the whole time. So we want you to walk away from this episode feeling a little bit more confident and having some resources to um, just feel more comfortable and have ideas of ways that you can be more comfortable. Absolutely. So um, I wrote a email like course, seven day course called Become a Badass Public Breastfeeder. I wrote it like it was before Exley was born now, so it was a long time ago. But more than 7,000 people took it. And every last one of them raved about, well, not every last one, but like a lo- <laughs> the only feedback I got was good, was that it was good and it was helpful and it really covers absolutely everything. So we can talk a little bit about what's in that, you know, just some of the kind of highlights of it. And we'll certainly link the entire course in the show notes. And you can take that... Um, course if you really need to build your confidence and that kind of thing I think you should for any of our listeners who might be new listeners or newer you know in the last few months maybe you should give a quick synopsis of how you became the badass breastfeeder because it had to do with public breastfeeding oh yeah yeah so um I was uh Jack was probably like eight months old I think and um he he had gotten sick this is kind of the short version so he had gotten sick and then we went to the emergency room and we were all worried all these things were happening and then we did all these tests and everything was negative and it was great and then like the following week it was really like warm outside and I was at the park with a friend of mine and I was nursing Jack on the you know sitting in the grass and I said to my friend hey can you take a picture of me And so she took a picture of me and I posted it in this like, you know, mommy Facebook support group. (laughs) And quotes, quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support group. Um, I didn't know at that point I had been breastfeeding like in public before that because it was my new kid. And I had no idea that there was like a thing about that. I didn't know that like people were going to freak out about it. And nobody really had, uh, you know, until that point. So I put it on. um I put it in this group and people flipped out. They were like, ew, that's gross. Why would you post that in here? Why aren't you using a cover? You need to cover up your breast. I can't, you know, why are you, you know, why are you posting that in here? Um, And so there was that side. And then there was the other side that was like, of course, you know, like, this is perfectly natural. And how can you, you know, it was just like turned into this huge fight. I got kicked out of the group. And I was like, fine, I'll post all my pictures on a Facebook page then. And then that, that started the Facebook page. And, uh, you know, here we are. So uh, <laughs> that is um, the short version. That is yeah. really. Yeah. So I don't like it's crazy. Like there's, I had no idea that there were all these politics, like the politics go deep. There's like every single. But but listen, why am I shocked? Like this is when this is also th- the, through this experience of becoming a parent is where I learned that there was politics about my entire body, right? I didn't really know that mm-hmm. before then. I was just subscribing to what I thought I was supposed to be. You know, it's like, here's my body. Here's my boobs. They're pushed up and together. And, you know, I'm all twisted into a knot. And I didn't know that, like, 
nobody had complained about my boobs before that. Nobody was like, oh, my God, you're showing too much boob. Or, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, it seemed to me the more boob I showed, the more happier people around me got. Oh, yeah, I know. So now it was like, show your boob and people are disgusted by you. What's the difference? OK, well, there's a baby here. So now my breasts are no longer like a vehicle for sex. They're for feeding my baby. And like people can't handle that distinction you know because as you know our our bodies our female bodies are fetishized so extremely that like our breasts are barely like even part of us they're just like these things you know that are owned by the public that you know they're they're supposed to sell cars and attract a partner and do all these things they're not supposed to actually have like a function so when you use them for that function it's quite controversial you know, and it's kind of ironic because when you're pregnant and when you have that baby, people are like, oh, now your life is all about the baby. Everything is all about the baby. Everything you do yeah. is all about the baby. And everything you don't do is all about the baby. And every decision you make is about this baby. But you breastfeed and it's a, in public and it's like people are shocked and appalled that you would do such a horrible thing. And it's like, right. but it's about the baby. So why is it? such a shocking turn of events but it's a whole sexuality thing issue in our society totally move objectified and sexualized over sexualized and fetishized the female mm. body and so that that provides some ownership right of public the public now now owns your body you don't mm. own it the public owns it and they decide what you do with it and we're here to tell all of you to fuck off. <laughs> I do have this really cool thing to read, though. That okay, goes in it. with it. So, Abby's like, yeah, okay, read it. Let's get, let's get it over with. No, I want to know. I don't know what it is. I know. It's kind of fun. So, this is, I did, you know, y'all know that I love my research. So, I did a quick little search um, on breastfeeding in public to see what kind of things would pop up about this. And the first thing that popped up, I'm just going to read a little snippet of it. This is as recent as this past June, and it was published in the Journal of Social Issues. And it was a research study that was done um, with people in New Zealand. It says, breastfeeding in public remains controversial in many Western nations. Prior work reveals that restrictive gender role attitudes and hostility toward women's empowerment contribute to the policing of women's bodies, especially when it comes to breastfeeding in public. Using a national sample of New Zealand adults... We investigated the relationships of hostile and benevolent sexism with attitudes toward breastfeeding in public, as well as the potential moderating effects of gender. Results revealed that although benevolent sexism only positively correlated with opposition to public breastfeeding for women, hostile sexism correlated positively with opposition to public breastfeeding among both women and men. These results suggest that opposition to breastfeeding in public is primarily rooted in hostile attitudes toward women who are perceived as violating traditional gender roles. Accordingly, social and health policies, including information campaigns that reduce hostility, sexist stigmas of breastfeeding in public could help promote women's breastfeeding autonomy. So what do you think? I think that's awesome. I think that's um, 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 really interesting. I think that's so true because that is what that is what you're doing when you're breastfeeding, right? You are challenging traditional gender roles. Yeah. You are challenging 
you are challenging just you are challenging society's views of total gender. And I, I really, yeah, like when I read this, because I always have this piece in my head about like people just don't want to see your breasts and it's a whole sexuality thing. And then you think about like those those grandmotherly type people or, you know, your housewives or your Karens or whatever you want to call them that are like, oh, my God, you can't breastfeed in public. I don't want my husband to see that. I don't want my, that is a they are still living in that mindset of women have a place. Right. And their place is in the home and their place is not to draw any kind of attention and not to be, not to be, not to be heard. Yeah. Be, don't be seen. Don't be heard. So that's almost worse than like, oh yeah, your breasts are for sex. You know, like it's almost, totally. I don't know. I feel yeah. it's just like, this is so deep. It's like such a deep rooted issue. Yes. It is. And it's tied up in all the ways that, you know, like the thing said, that women are policed mm-hmm. in our society. In every ways that we behave and the way and what we show, and what you know, in our bodies and what we do and how we parent and how we interact with each other and our roles with the opposite sex and everything. Ugh, but that's not how I want my kids to grow up. No. Fuck that. No. I mean, I just... No, I don't want them to grow up with that. And I and I don't think they are. Ugh, and that's what happens. That's what happens when you breastfeed. That's what happens when you breastfeed. You challenge every last bit of that from the external to the inside your house. You're mm-hmm. showing your kids that breasts are not just sexual and that, you know, women aren't just to be, you know, hidden inside the home. And that men aren't just supposed to be walking around, you know, drooling over women's bodies. I kind of feel like it's in the same realm as the whole, like, birth control thing. And I know that's like ripping open a different wound. But the whole concept of, you know, like, how easy it is for men as far as if you want to get a vasectomy if you choose to not have any more children, nobody questions you if you're a man, Uh but if you're a woman, you have to jump through a lot of hoops, you know? So it's like, it's really, and how all the birth control falls on women. Like if we did birth control episode, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that falls completely on women, you know? And it's just like, why we think we've come so far. And then we really look at some things and we're just like, Oh my God. Like we we think we've come so far. <laughs> I mean, like that's so funny considering who's president. <laughs> we've well, come we, so we've made so many advances in our society. We've well, come we so did before. far. Jesus Christ. Maybe before he was president. I don't know. But and this is the thing: we're on the brink of going back five hundred years or a thousand mm-hmm. years at any moment. So that's a whole other. Topic. And it's the same way with with the breastfeeding piece. And I remember I was telling somebody this the other day. I was happy to scoop up my babies and go breastfeed in another room when I was at a family function just so that I could get away from everybody and have some few minutes of peace and quiet alone. And yeah. people be like, oh, yeah, you can go use the upstairs bedroom. And I'll be like, OK, I just wanted to get away from everybody. And I remember being at my grandmother's house, me and her. And a baby 
And she said, oh, if the baby needs to eat, you can go ahead in the back bedroom. And I was like, okay. And didn't really think anything of it until I became a lactation consultant. And I was like, right. why would she do that? But that was what was expected. You're talking yeah. about my 85-year-old grandmother. Yeah. It was expected that you hide. Right. She wasn't doing it out of being like mean or like, oh, my gosh, you can't do that. It was like that was what was expected of you. Mm-hmm. But we don't want this anymore. No. Well, it's about choice, right? Yeah, it's a, it is. It's totally about choice. You should have the choice. And many states, well, every state, you can breastfeed in public. And I don't know why we celebrate that. People are like, woohoo, all 50 states now. It's like, really? Come First on. of all, telling me that it's legally my right to breastfeed in public is like telling me that I'm legally allowed to show my face in public. Fuck you. <laughs> I will breastfeed when I want, where I want. And do not tell me I have the legal right to be there feeding my child. Give me a break. Hey. Now, I understand that we live in a country of laws. So, uh, you know, these laws are necessary to protect us from things like being told that we're, you know, um, that showing your breasts in public is indecent exposure, which, by the way, is fucking garbage, too. We're going to have explicit mm-hmm. none of this. I have no I have no filter today. <laughs> we are going to, uh, you know, we have like. Y- y- I need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to take a break? We, yeah. Repeat. Well, yeah, we need to do an ad break anyway. But yeah, it's about choice. And we're going to talk about choices and um, tips, mm-hmm. you know, to make you to help you be more comfortable Absolutely. Um, nursing in public when we get back. Today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in California, USA. The Tahitian Collection includes the Island Bliss Shampoo, the Luscious Island Conditioner, Protective Protein Mist, and Tahitian Hair Oil. These are formulated with oils such as coconut oil, linseed oil, jojoba oil, mangongo oil, and argan oil. These oils provide extra moisturizing to control frizz, Prevent breakage and restore dry and brittle strands, leaving your hair luscious, shiny, and soft. This is a line that I use with my brittle hair, and I can attest to that. All of the original Sprout products are paraben and phthalate-free, safe for everyone, vegan and cruelty-free. They are not just for babies anymore. Check out the entire line at originalsprout.com and use code BADASS for 25% off your purchase originalsprout.com code badass for 25% off today's episode is also brought to you by mama bar breastfeeding is nutritionally demanding you know that breastfeeding hunger we all feel it's there for a reason breastfeeding demands even more calories and nutrients than pregnancy it's okay to eat it is necessary to eat and now you can reach for a nutritious snack that's also convenient without that sugar crash Mama Bar is a protein bar crafted with essential nutrients for breastfeeders by a certified nutritionist who specializes in pregnancy and postpartum nutrition. It's not just another lactation bar. It's, a, it's about high-quality, purposeful nutrition. Mama Bar is, a, is high in protein and an excellent source of iron, zinc, and magnesium, all of which keep you satisfied and give you the energy you need to be a parent and a breastfeeder, which is a lot of energy that you need. I'm sure you're listening tired and know that. Mama bars are made only from real ingredients that you can feel great about eating, dairy-free and gluten-free, and they're delicious with ingredients like dark chocolate, oats, nuts, and flax seeds. 
easy to eat one-handed, which is super important for breastfeeding. We can't stop raising, raving about them. Order your bars online at mamabar.com and use code BADASS for 10% off of your order. That's mamabar.com and use code BADASS for 10% off of your box of mama bars. These sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You'll also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. We also put in those show notes like... I'll put like classes that I have coming up. I've got this great group starting pretty soon that's, you know, w- with me, lactation consultant and a uh, therapist. Um, we're doing a postpartum group. I'll have information on that. So definitely check out the show notes for all that info. Absolutely. Good point. Um, and I have our shout out of the week. Whoop. And our shout out of the week goes to poll workers, election officials, Mail carriers, letter writers, text bankers, phone bankers, door knockers, field staff, campaign teams, advocates, and voters. Woo! Awesome. And that's all I got. That's awesome. All right. So Big tip. shout out for them this week. Oh, God. Totally. Mm-hmm. Don't skip an election ever again. No. All right. So what do you got for us going for tips? Okay, so for, first of all, a couple of things, because people will tell you like, oh, or you might be thinking, can't I just stay home? <laughs> can't I just not deal with this? And, you know, we talked a little bit about that. Don't just stay home. Go out. Challenge all of these things that we're talking about. Be, you know, a force of change. So, And you might think, well, okay, but then can't I just pump it and put it in a bottle to feed in public? If people tell you that, just pump it and put it in a bottle. Yeah, that's a very common thing. Why can't you just pump and put it in a bottle? Why? Why would I do that? That is so hard. And not everybody responds well to a pump as we know that. And some people have to go to work and pump at work. And why are we pumping extra when you can get it straight from the tap, which is what your breasts are made for? It takes so much time. This is ridiculous. And it's better for babies to get it right away. Not pumped. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's just nonsense. Nobody should ever tell you or suggest that you should pump. That you should pump, period. Right. Pumping is hard and only needs to be done if it's absolutely necessary for you to be separated from your baby. Or if you're an exclusive pumper and that's what you choose to do or that's what has happened or whatever. This is about choice, right? right. This is all going to be about choice. You get to do what you want to do. And if you're going to breastfeed in public and that's what you want to do, then do it. And... um. So we're going to have the whole situation where, um, you know, people are worried. What are we worried about? So I, I like did a poll when I was writing this. What are people worried about with um, breastfeeding in public? The number one concern was people staring. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this is, this is what we're worried about, right? Because our bodies, you know, we live in, again, like we were talking about, we live in this culture where our breasts are totally fetishized and now we have to pull them out to feed our baby. That's nerve wracking for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's totally understandable. So, um, you know, you can use a cover if you want. 
If you feel like you want to use a cover, you can use a cover. You are not less of a breastfeeder if you use a cover. You are not like, you know, you're not like just a breastfeeder, but not a badass breastfeeder. If you use a cover, that's all nonsense. I've actually heard this reverse, you know, shaming. Oh, yeah. You know, you shame people for breastfeeding in public. And then when they do breastfeed in public and choose to use a cover, then you have other breastfeeders shaming these people for doing that. Good God. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Just stop. Just stop. Like breastfeed in public however you feel comfortable. If you want to use a blanket, if you'd rather, if you want to use a scarf, if you want to use, you know, a nursing top that, you know, is conveniently opens right in the right place, or if you want to pull your shirt straight up from the waist and expose your whole body, do it. If you want to just pull your shirt down underneath your boob, that's what I always did. I always ruined all my shirts because I would just yank it down. (laughs) Faster. Pull my boob out of the top and just feed. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, you're going to you're going to want to, like, find a way to be comfortable. You can um, wherever you are, you know, try to find a place to sit down. Sitting down is like very comfortable (laughs) when you're breastfeeding. If you want to like a lot of stories, people because because we're so nervous about this, we think if we're like at a store or for wherever, you know, that if we say if we ask for something that people are going to be like, ew, no. But like a lot of times if you just if you're in a store or something or if you're wherever you are, no one's in stores now, I guess, but you will be if again. you're wherever you are, if you say to somebody like, hey, do you have a place I could sit down and nurse my baby? Nine times out of 10, these people are going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Here, let me get a chair or, you know, something. Or like my favorite place to breastfeed was in the display furniture at Target. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Just sit right down. Yeah. I used to go in the dressing room sometimes. Yeah, you can go in the dressing rooms if you want. People might tell you that you have to go in the dressing rooms and you can tell them to fuck off. Right, but no, I just kind of did it. And those those little handy little nursing rooms, there's nursing rooms, you know, like um, this is for breastfeeding over here or those little, um, those little hu- like pod. Oh, the hub things? Those yeah, pods? the little yeah. pod things. Those are fun. Those are fine. If that's what you want to do, and I can see how it's convenient if you have like you need to plug your pump in, or you have like kids running around that you need to wrangle and try to keep in one spot while you're or breastfeeding. Change a diaper, you know, like yeah. have a sink available to you, something but like that. The yeah, the presence of these areas does not mean that you have to use them. They are there for convenience if you choose to use them, but that does not mean that you need to go in there. And people might be mistaken about this because I I was at a baby show, baby show. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I was breastfeeding Exley and I was walking through the show and there there was like one of the companies had put up a big nursing tent thing and they put like all this, you know, it was just like a, you know, like a like a cute little thing to to get people to their tent. Mm hmm. But it was like all kinds of like snacks and places to put your feet up and all this stuff. Um, but somebody, one of the security people was like, oh, um, you need to do that in the nursing area. And I said, no, I don't. <laughs> and then like another security person like got him. But I was like, first of all, that's a company. And most of these nursing rooms are companies advertising themselves. Mm-hmm. This This is because... You know, they're trying to offer, first of all, they're trying to like make money for their company and they're trying to promote their company, which is fine. 
But I also, but you don't have to go in there. Sometimes the presence of nursing rooms makes people, other people think that, oh, that's where they need to go. No, absolutely not. You do not need to go in those places unless you want. You know, I, and doing a lot of these baby shows, I've been asked many times, and I've done it, but I've been asked many times, do you want to, um, as a lactation consultant, do you want to sponsor the nursing room? Because they always want to have a nursing slash pumping room for mamas right. coming in. So, and they want, you know, do you want to, you can put your cards, put some breast pads, put your literature, you know, whatever. And I would sponsor the nursing room. It's all about advertising. Totally. It's all about advertising. I mean, the funny thing about the, that baby show that I was in was that it wasn't it wasn't like a sponsored thing. It was like it was literally like a company. It was a baby show, which was not it was it was huge. It was in Las Vegas. I'm not going to say the name. It was super <laughs> duper huge. Anybody like, oh, well, I don't know. Anyway, it was it was giant. And every company had a little like a little um, I can't think of it. I think can't think of a word like a little. um like little tricks and, mm. and, you know, things to get you to your, um, to their booth. Yeah. One of these companies had like, had furniture nailed to like a ceiling. They created like a little room and they nailed furniture to the ceiling and you could go in and go in funny positions and take a picture and it would look like you were upside down. Oh my God. It was just all these funny things to get you to their booth. Mm-hmm. And this was just a nursing room by a company to get you to the room. And the security officer thought everyone had to go there. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they, it's not even it's like not even it's just like, oh, I thought that, you know, j- because it's there, people think you have to go in there. I had, some, I had somebody ask me about this the other day. She sent me a message and she said. If there is a nursing room in a church. Does that mean that the mom can't nurse in the church itself? And I said, is this New York state? Because every every state has their own rules. And in New York state, you are you can legally breastfeed anywhere your baby is. But there are some states that say if it's a personally owned operation, they make the rules. But in New York State, they don't care who owns it. You can be with your baby and breastfeed wherever your baby is. And that mom said, yes, it is. And I said, then no, you can breastfeed wherever you want to. Wherever the baby is, it doesn't matter. But they were telling this person, obviously, oh, you can't breastfeed in this church. You have to go to the nursing room. No, 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 no. That's not accurate. No. I don't care what state you're in. If somebody tells you that you can't be breastfeeding and you are otherwise allowed to be in that place, you tell them that they are discriminating and that you will contact a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Do not stand for that. We can do a whole other episode. That's how laws laws. change. That's how they change. And this is what happened in Virginia a couple years ago. A woman got kicked out of a gold's gym because it was she was breastfeeding there. She picked her kid up from the little children's room or whatever at the gym and was breastfeeding them and they came down on her for it and it was a personally owned gym and in Virginia at the time you could not breastfeed if it was if the if it was owned by somebody's you know personally owned and they didn't want you breastfeeding there they could tell you not to breastfeed there and she fought until she got that law changed so this is how it happens yeah we need to do an episode on law because I'm interested in looking at the different state laws Oh, because if there is a law that says that, 
I mean, I don't know particularly what the state law is now. I thought that now that we were like celebrating all 50 states that you were protected wherever you were. Because if somebody, I don't care if somebody owns a business, if they tell you to leave, that's discrimination. If they told a black person to leave because they were black, like that, no, you can't do these things. I don't care if you are a personally owned business. You cannot discriminate against people because of what they're, because be for any reason. Yeah, this we is should not do a, okay. This we is should not, do an gonna, we, should, yeah. we need to look into it and look at because you cannot be um, discriminated against. I don't care. This is it's insane. The, you, this is America has laws on this federal laws that you cannot be discriminating on. You know, in businesses, it doesn't matter if you. I open my own business and I'm only going to let you know blonde haired you know women in here. Well, you no, that doesn't work like that. Mm-mm. So anyway, yeah, we'll do uh, an episode on that. Yeah, that would be great because people do ask about that. Different state yeah. and different states you, do have. Yeah, I don't. You tell them that you're going to call the badass breastfeeder, <laughs> and you send me an email at the badass breastfeeder at gmail dot com if somebody ever tells you that, and we'll drag them through the mud on social media. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, it'll be fun too. Um, okay, so the other tip is baby wearing. If you are not into baby wearing and you don't know how to do that, figure it out. Um, I also there's so this is all coming from the um breastfeeding the bad become a badass breastfeeder, become a badass public breastfeeder um course that I did. So breast uh, baby wearing is so freeing. And if you can learn to breastfeed inside of your baby carrier, um, you like, you can go anywhere. You don't have to sit down and you can just like keep shopping, keep walking. That was one of the ways that I, I lived my whole life. That first year of Jack's life, just like breastfeeding in a carrier. I walked everywhere and it was super easy and wonderful. And the other thing I want to suggest is wearing layers, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, wear like a tank top or two or a tank top underneath of, you know, a long sleeve shirt underneath your coat, wherever the weather is. But wear layers if you can, because then you can, you know, you can be lifting one up and pulling one down or pulling to the side or covering, you know, like you can, it's much more convenient to um, deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we did... Um, I think we did like one of, remember when we were doing these mini podcasts for a while? Yeah. Where we did a whole thing on comebacks, breastfeeding comebacks. Yeah. It's like, it's probably a good idea to have, um, pro- so here's the thing. People think like, okay, I'm going to breastfeed in public and someone's going to harass me. Chances are that's not going to happen. But having a few comebacks for somebody who's got a comment for you, especially family, because it's much easier to come back to people in your family. Um, have a few of those handy you know like um if somebody says like oh we have a nursing room over here i'm comfortable here thank you like, or oh, that's good can't, to know. yeah can't you go in the back room of grandma's house i'm comfortable <laughs> oh i'm comfortable right here thanks you know every there's everything from you know polite to snarky to you know <laughs> my <Yeah>. style <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, likely um, people won't say anything, but it's nice to be prepared. No, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the, that's the thing is I think is it it does come up in the media sometimes and, you know, it does happen once in a while. Um, but but the chances of it happening really are. It's likely that nothing will happen and that people will, you know, that's the other thing about staring. It's the last thing I'll say. The thing about staring is that I'm sorry, I'm one of these people that stares at people breastfeeding. So people might think, you know, because you're already feeling like vulnerable and insecure when you are um, breastfeeding in public. So if somebody's looking at you, you're like, oh, my God, somebody's looking at me. They hate me. They're going to throw me out of here. Oh, my God. It's possible that they're just looking at you. Mm-hmm. That they're just like, oh, my God, somebody's breastfeeding. I'm going to look. You know how we stare at people? Mm-hmm. You know, people just stare at people. We're social creatures. We're like interested in each other. So it might be just someone looking at you. But if you're looking around, you're going to end up making eye contact with somebody. Right. So look at your baby. Look at your baby. If you're with a friend, have conversation, you know, but if you're like looking around like, oh, my gosh, is anybody watching me? You're you're going to make eye contact with somebody. You're just going to. True. And um, that's all I have. We'll put the rest of it in the uh, show notes. So definitely check out the course. Check out the course. It's going to be in the show notes. And, you know, breastfeed on. Totally. Bye. Bye. Bye.